Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and in today's video I'm delighted once again I uh, have a returning guest in the form of Niall Murphy aka Mr Opaque Lens. Thank you so much Niall for joining uh, joining us today. Yeah it's cool Ant, no, it's good to be back again. Yeah so. thank you. Um, so last time we spoke uh, at length uh, about this idea of um, conspiracy paranoia versus conspiracy realism and of course yeah. i think what we're both trying to promote on our channels is this idea of conspiracy realism and as an extension of that what we're going to talk about today is a bit wordy forgive me folks but i call it the cult of alternative orthodox thinking and we'll um hopefully in the next hour um well, we'll pick that apart and and uh, the audience should uh, get, get an understanding of what that is, because I feel that that's what underpins a lot of conspiracy paranoia. Anyway, to start with, Niall, I think what we'll do is, um, obviously, um, you recently shared some quite interesting news on your channel that you've, you, you are now a, um, a COVID jabbed individual and you've had quite a lot of um, interesting uh, reaction to that. And also, obviously, since when uh, the jabs were first rolled out uh, in December and you didn't come out and you, you, you had quite a balanced perspective towards it and you've held that. Yeah, I wonder if you could just share, share um, what you've been experiencing in terms of reaction since you came out and shared that with your audience. Oh, right. Yeah, there was um, I think you pointed out just before we started, uh, was it recording this about the uh, the man who said, um, yeah, choose a local lass, which I thought, well, <laughs> business, what am I going to do? Dump my girlfriend, leave her crying, be in, you know, have a, have a really miserable time myself for a, you know, and then and then decide to just bugger up my plans. And yeah. I thought, now, this is the situation, because I mean, right, a lot of the time, a lot of people who are uh, uh, maintaining this cult, if you like, um, uh, who are just basically followers and yes people and um as they we call it in america um our houses are not big enough but we use the term basement dwellers right over uh, because it's an americanism and um, people who never get out never have a life and um, become supreme authorities on the internet based on what little um small simple models of realities that they have mm. and i just thought to myself right i'm going to be finding myself in this really awkward situation where um because of the lockdowns my girlfriend is in the philippines i can't visit her um because of that uh probably could if we were married but then you know i can't because she's just my girlfriend and it's unofficial so she probably couldn't come here anyway even if there was no covid because of the immigration restrictions yeah. so we have to meet in a third country the trouble is um countries that are kind of relaxed enough in order to let you in um are going to be countries that are going to have a uh, be at risk of having a high covid rate you see so um as you know i'm the older of the two of us i'm more at risk as she's native to a tropical climate she's even more low risk as well because she's going to be more um sort of immune to tropical diseases than i am but having been to india and nepal a few times i know that having experienced typhoid with pneumonia as one of as a, as a secondary symptom right and if uh, I was going to go to a country where um, the, the, the thing I fear the most is the fact that the there will be no ICU beds, there will be no there will be nowhere in hospital for me to go to if it worst comes to the worst. Mm -hmm. um, if even if I got COVID and it weren't really that bad, I could also there's a small chance of getting dengue fever or typhoid or cholera at the same time. 
and being in a, in a country that has no hospital beds even my insurance would become a problem because then i'd need an air ambulance to get me out um leaving a girlfriend who's financially dependent on me to not leave her in the lurch halfway around the world and skint so it's a position of responsibility uh you know and i thought to myself right well what do i have to go on i'm not a rationalist i can't stand ration people rationalize all sorts of crazy stuff right i'm an empiricist what do i see that's happened well britain one of the most uh, one one of the highest covid places in, in the whole world it just for whatever reason ended up just going off the charts we end up becoming the first country the first should we say big population country in the world to get the vaccine and what happens the numbers just go they go down straight away that's evidence and i'm going on evidence-based things now a lot of the stories that are going around about you know like i remember people were just repeating they all people are having these reactions to this vaccine god knows how many people have died or have had these symptoms or that symptoms so what i do i think oh twelve thousand or whatever that looks like a big number right how many people in that country have been vaccinated oh one percent of had adverse reaction the same people who've died of COVID. right i see so there's there's not really much in it most people have been all right and i've seen the numbers just go down like that now obviously we don't know what the long-term effects are mm. but just because i hear people on the internet saying oh it's gene therapy oh it's experimental no, I, they're not doctors they don't have phds they haven't got any citable literature and I, I just I'm at that point now where I'm just not listening to anyone anymore. And I just, you know, I'm just saying, right, shut up the lot of you, right? There's, <laughs> you know, there's this like information. It's like people have seen the word tomato and they think they know what it tastes like. They've only read the words. That's the information without knowledge, without wisdom, without experience. And, and there's just I'm I'm absolutely sick to death and fed up to the back teeth of seeing that, I suppose. And uh and I don't I've, I didn't, as I say, I always say this, I didn't leave the world of the normies, the world of the mainstream to join a conformist society of a second order. Mm. And that's what I kind of feel that I'm in at the moment. It, even if I'm not interacting that much with people, I kind of feel that their thoughts and their views are living inside my head like sitting tenants. And this is the price we pay for being on the Internet, you know. And so, yeah, I am. I'm a bit sorry if I'm a bit ranty, but yeah, I'm, it's got like that for me at the moment thanks for that uh, it's interesting because you shared uh, a little bit more about um your circumstances with your girlfriend because i don't think before you've uh you may or may not have done shared where she's from but you're in quite um it's quite a unique set of circumstances that you find yourself in isn't it so um we spoke a bit about this before we came live on air or record i should say um what, have you been surprised um since december in terms of the reaction of some of your um, followers in terms of um, the fact that you haven't come out and unequivocally managed to get out unequivocally um, said that you're against the vaccine and of course now you've decided to have it. I mean, are you surprised by some of the reaction that people are saying, well, I did like your videos. I saw one comment, someone said, I did like your videos, now I don't. I thought, well, how old are they? Five years old? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you know, I kind of expect this. I, I think I, in my younger days, I went through a little bit of this myself, where I didn't like people who believe 9-11 wasn't an inside job. And, and, and I think, and then I kind of caught myself, you know, having that sort of level of cognitive bias. And then I realized, well, no, if I, you know, I have to let people be free to model their own reality any way they wish. Because if I'm not like that myself, 
then I am inviting a totalitarian state. Mm. You know, we can blame it as much as we want on our governments. Um, you know, but um, if if it's us as individuals are being totalitarian by being begrudging of other people having different views to us, then we immediately are totalitarians. And and you know, whatever people hide behind, I just kind of think that there was a thing with the social justice warriors and the woke. And um, now we've got the anti-vaxxers. And I, I, you know, I saw a picture the other day of um, um, a clinic, a vaccine clinic, and uh, it had some graffiti. Someone had graffitied population, was it? No, was it? Oh, I saw that on my timeline as well, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, well, what happens next? Do we get a bunch of marauding nutters going in there and trashing and beating up the doctors? I mean, you know, I mean, you've seen the situation with the israel and palestine and how that's metastasized into london and we've seen the 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 thing with people like carl benjamin sargon of akkad having antifa turning up at his talks when he was interviewing a jew and they're supposed to be anti-fascists right Mm -hmm. so so and and jordan peterson having people banging on the doors and you know all that so so this is the thing this kind of crazy hysteria um that it's not just exclusive to woke it's not just exclusive to um you know the the kind of the jews and the arabs and their holy war it's not exclusive to the left and the right it's it is you know by its very nature uh, a you know a mindset an emotional state and it's i kind of feel it's spreading everywhere it's like uh, medieval times and it's also like um the the times i suppose that led to the two world wars of the 20th century Mm. we got to be careful of that we've got to be careful to identify that i think mm. yeah thanks that's why i call it um the cult of alternative orthodox thinking because it is becoming a bit a bit like a yeah. cult and niall uh, i have to hold up my hand and admit up until about 10 years ago when i had a little bit of an awakening when i when i lost myself down many conspiracy rabbit holes up mm. until 10 years ago I probably probably would have been one of those people spraying the COVID vaccination centre. <laughs> so yeah. um, I know that mindset, and it and it's a very toxic mindset because um, um, you just uh, I can recall my own um, thinking at that time. You can't countenance the idea that other people will see something in a different way. And mm-hmm. what what I know from myself, what it was, what used to disturb me. Anyone that didn't share my point of view on things you mentioned, like 9-11, I mean, my view of what happened on that day hasn't changed, mm. um, but I've, I've become to realise that events like that, people have a right to, um, they have a right to believe the mainstream narrative or mainstream narratives. And that's the shift that I've had in the last 10 years, whereas 10 years ago, it was, it's such a strong emotion. And we're coming back to this whole idea of waking people up, which I've spoken about at length on discerning consciousness. You almost have to work, you almost have to work through that emotion and allow, and I've had to do it with my own friends and family and go with COVID and say, okay, they've made a decision. I have to accept that and and let it go. I I have my own view on on the COVID vaccine. As I said in the recent video, I've chosen not to, I've chosen not to take it, but that doesn't mean I have some sort of, you know, higher status than people like your good self who've chosen to take it. And and I think um, it is about, sorry, make a long point here, is about coming to an acceptance of those, yeah, who do have a different opinion and realise, although, um, you know, the likes of uh, people who have looked into a lot of conspiracies like myself and perhaps like some of the audience, you do have a, a different, you have more, perhaps more of an awareness perhaps more knowledge of what's going on is still only a perspective. It's not mm. objective truth. 
and that's what I've had to work through and I'm still working through uh, with COVID and, and it is that um, it's that letting go but it's difficult if you have a, a loved one or your partner or your husband or your wife and they want the jab and, and you don't these are these are these are um, difficult things aren't they to work through yeah there's also I mean the other thing is that like when it comes to I think that this is uh, detracting from another problem the a more important problem and that is that like um, I am neutral when it comes politically ideologically to whether you should or shouldn't have the vaccine I'm completely neutral and if my circumstances were different I probably wouldn't have taken the vaccine if I was going to stay here I'd have just uh, been on vitamin C vitamin D and zinc and I would have taken my chances uh, I probably wouldn't have had the vaccine I probably would have decided right I'm going to risk getting it maybe get better but um, then my, my situation was, well, no, that's too much of a gamble and someone else is going to be responsible. I'm going to be responsible for someone else and I could leave them in the lurch. So so that's the thing. But um, when it comes to here, like the, the idea of a COVID vaccine passport, this NHS app that's going to be really intrusive and, and they're going to, you know, put all sorts of information on there, um, you know, uh, then creating a papers, please society. And um, which they seem to be talking about when it comes to the this bunch of sociopaths that we or this cacistocracy we call a government saying and I found out today and the reason why I actually just been phoned up talk radio just before I was on here to talk to Ian Collins um, I it was about the topic that they brought up and that was that uh, Priti Patel um, for the international viewers the Home Secretary like the Interior Minister of uh, the British government, um, she announced that anyone who um, goes on these goes to Amberlist countries, meaning they have to quarantine when they come back here, are expected to have a knock on the door from the police when they get back to England. Um, and if you're out or if you don't answer, they'll fine you 10 grand. Right? And, um, you know, and I thought that was just uh, despicable. And I thought, you know, the fact that they, this is what they want to do, they want to create um, a totalitarian system, uh, a surveillance system on whether you've had the vaccine or not, or whether you are isolating and quarantining or not. I have, you know, I still have problems with this. I still, you know, uh, just because I'm taking a vaccine does not mean that I'm selling my soul to the devil. Yeah, sure. It doesn't mean that I'm going to pass judgment on anyone who doesn't want to take the vaccine. I think the extreme end of the anti-vaxxers conspiracy theories are complete preposterous nonsense. Some um, like the flat earthers, the old idea that Bill Gates, who couldn't even build a proper computer operating system, is going to put a chip <laughs> in you. Um, that's somehow going to be a transmission reception device to a 5G tower of Sauron. And that if you're a wrong thinker, you're going to be zapped by it. And, you know, I think there are some really stupid loads of bollocks out there when it comes to what people are talking about. Um, at the same time, I'm also thinking that, um, you know, when it comes to your human rights, when it comes to the government becoming totalitarian like this, um, no, people have got to work this out for themselves. I'm still very much a, a respecter of people's individual choices, you know. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I saw, I also saw the newspaper report with uh, what um, Pretty Patel was talking about. I guess this is going to be a new. Uh, a new army of uh, COVID enforcers that are going to be going knocking on people's door, and I and I agree. Now, is there is there is something obviously very sinister about that? In that, um, I see a movement towards a kind of uh, communist type system, really not polit not politically communist as such, 
but in terms of like you were saying now the authoritarianism of it and that's something that is and we're also seeing with this whole um idea that anyone that chooses not to take the the rona jab is the the language where they're using is we're being described as refuseniks and yeah. and idiots which is in itself isn't that discriminatory so on the one hand people can choose what gender they are they can wake up one morning and then the health service will help them um you know along that process of transition but we can't we you know if we uh, choose not to take uh, the jab then we're idiots and refuse nicks you know so so well, well, we can be uh, we can be victims yeah. of hate myself and others who choose not to have it but that's okay in that context hate is okay yeah, well, this is the thing is that, like, you know, the, the, the word refusing is a very inflammatory word. I mean, you know, the fact that they're using language like that, language you would expect to hear in totalitarian regimes. This is like listening to Stalin's Russia or, you know, like um, like the Stasi East Germany state just before the Cold War ended. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't accept this. I won't bloody accept it to hell with them if this is the way they're going to be you know mm. like i say i might not be an ideological anti-vaxxer but i'm dead against the idea of refusing being used to describe people who don't want to take the vaccine i haven't changed my opinion on that and i i hate this what i think of un, unintelligent low resolution two-dimensional thinking that they're promoting i think all right if i was going to pass judgment on anyone i would say if people are going to be stupid enough to be played off against me because I have a different opinion on the vaccine, right? Um, and they're going to completely dismiss my opinion that I still am fighting for their freedom to not be called refusenicks. If they can't get that and they miss that point, they're not worth my time at all, you know, because, because this is the thing. It's a far more complex, far more nuanced problem than any of this. And, um, you know, I've now, I fully understand, I fully embody the understanding now of what it means when you say that, if we become an, a, a totalitarian system, it's us ourselves to blame if we let it happen. We can't blame governments for this, you know, because it comes from people being cowardly and duplicitous and expedient. It doesn't come from necessarily from regime change. And if it does come from regime change, the, the roots of that come from people being cowardly and duplicitous and expedient, you know, and this is what we're seeing and witnessing now. And so, yeah, we are, as they say in um, in 1984, we are the dead, you know, and and like I say, when it comes to the vaccine thing, I'm choosing to take this. I, I've, I've looked at all the evidence. I've looked at my situation. I've looked at many things and I'm making my own choice based on my own individual reality model. I've not been brainwashed. And, um, you know, likewise, you're not taking a vaccine, but it wasn't those people who told you about Bill Gates's chips and 5G towers that made you. So we've both come to our own conclusion, independent of the of the extremes, if you like, in the in the culty thinking. So that's that's what I'm trying to cut through the grease to reach here, I suppose, in everything that I'm saying and doing. Yeah, sure. Thank you for that. And um, what I've picked up on some of your recent videos is again it's quite easy to uh, adopt uh, a principle or a, a moral position but what what um that only really has any uh, currency if you like or any force or value if you're prepared to test your principles and in effect the decision that you've made you're doing that because in in your kind of heart of hearts like you said if you were staying in the uk you wouldn't choose to take the rona rona jab but you know that um, as you've explained if 
you if you, you add, by taking it, it it will make things less complicated for you when you travel and you'll be less potentially less of a burden uh, for your girlfriends should there be you know an unfortunate turn of events so you you are um, you know I, I believe in one of your videos you spoke about the term you know gnosis to, to know thyself and that principally um, you know like the arcane knowledge and what the mystery schools were teaching is and, and what shamanism teaches is about putting your principles on the line otherwise it's just empty rhetoric yeah it's true and um, you know the uh, the thing is that like in a situation like this um, I, I can't say I know 100% um, what uh, the outcome of taking this vaccine is going to be but I do know the one thing in that is that if I end up in a situation where I'm, I, I leave a girl who's dependent on me financially in the lurch, um, where I'm at risk of dying and um, I can't sort her out, the insurance company can't sort her out, whatever, um, no one, nothing um, can sort her out. And she ends up being stuck on the wrong side of the world and broke, right, um, with no help anywhere that is a really bad situation i wouldn't wish that on anyone you know not even my enemies would i wish a situation like that well maybe matt hancock uh, but, <laughs> right but but there um, are exceptions yeah right but uh at the same time i'm just thinking right well one thing i i i don't know um about the you know the side effects or anything like this about long term about what this vaccine would be no one does at the moment but so far what i have seen is that um Britain's gone from being one of the highest countries to being one of the lowest countries when it comes to COVID, right, um, since the vaccine has come along. So um, then that means that the odds are, the chances are that I will be safer, I will be in a position to stay well while she is dependent on me. I'm going to a country, as I say, where um, we don't realise how lucky we are in the West. You know, we are the 1% of the world. And when you go to poor countries, um, you can't take it for granted that there's a lot of facilities you do not have over there. Right? So you don't want to be somewhere where, for instance, they're open to tourists. So they're putting themselves at risk of COVID going through the roof. They can't do anything about it because um, they need the money coming into the country. If the, uh, if the government decides to stop people coming in, um, then the, he loses the election. So sure. that's the thing. Um, it's convenient for me and for her because we can both meet there. That's good. But it does mean um, that the, the, the numbers are going vertical. It also means um, that because they have a very limited health service and very few ICU beds, I'm not saying that will happen to me, but you can't be too sure because, I mean, all right, good example of two people I've spoken about, other talk radio presenter, Julia Hartley Brewer and Boris Johnson. They're both about, what, five years older than me. Both of them had COVID. She didn't get it too badly. She had a slight loss of sense of smell. He ended up in intensive care. So <clears throat> we can't, be, I don't know as a result what will happen to me. And, and um, so I would say there's probably what a one in 10 chance. I'm not as much of a lard ass as Boris Johnston was <laughs> at the time. But, uh, and I wouldn't kind of expose myself to that many, to meeting that many people. I think he probably was very cavalier. Right. But I can't 100% guarantee that I wouldn't end up endangering myself, you see. So so I've thought about all these things and I've thought them through very well. And so what do you do in a situation like that? You have to go with empiricism and you have to go with something that's evidence based and you have to, to be brave and, and make a brave decision. And then if the only thing stopping you from doing it is fear that your mates will take the piss out of you, then you're obviously not an adult yet. Right? <laughs> 
So, you know, so that's, so I just did what I did. And, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm living in a, I'm living in a world now where as Douglas Murray puts it, all the adults have left the room. So, you know, so I have to make an adult decision. And if that means I have to lose all of my friends and I have to lose God knows how many of my YouTube subscribers, loads of my Facebook friends or whatever, then screw them, you know, and yeah. we should all be that confident. All of us should be like this, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, um, the interesting thing about just picking up on losing followers um, is I find that there's a phenomena uh, online. And again, I never really, when I lost myself down rabbit holes, I never really, um, um, I never really fell into this trap. It's, this is something that um, I think the likes of David Icke has spoken about is whereby um, mm. there's this belief that there's a, a grand Jewish conspiracy. And as a conspiracy mm. spokesperson, like David Icke, if you don't come out and and say this directly, like I think he says now, the control system in terms of the tribe, and uh, he used to talk about the Rothschilds being, you know, at the apex of the pyramid. But anyone in that kind of conspiracy world, if you don't come out and say, oh, it's all a Jewish conspiracy, then there are quite a lot of people that will say, oh, that person's a shill, or that person is controlled opposition. Now there are sites like. Um, site called truth seeker i think it's run by nick colstrom i'm not sure but anyway um there's quite a lot of people on there who are imbibed with that whole attitude that it's all about a jewish conspiracy and they can't even live, live with the idea well there might be a jewish kind of power structure within the overall system of control and that's where i feel in this whole conspiracy kind of orthodoxy if you like it almost becomes like a religious belief system and I know we spoke before we came online about the fact Thomas Sheridan uh, has experiences because he has quite, um, he doesn't go with the normal sort of conspiracy view in terms of Israel and uh, Palestine and, and what's, he, he, he takes quite a neutral position. And I know he's had some flack over the years from that, from, uh, from his stance. So there is, yeah, there is this, um, this religious aspect, isn't there? And it's, and it speaks to what you talk about, this closed minded that is, uh, that is uh, alive and well in the alternative orthodoxy as i call it as it is in the mainstream yeah well actually um one of the things that thomas did point out which i think is a good point was that the, a lot of people are hiding behind this they're, they're trying to make themselves look like humanitarians by feeling sorry for the palestinians to make themselves look good and virtuous and he called this telescopic uh, philanthropy oh i like that they, phrase <laughs> yeah they don't they don't give a shit about the people who are poor and dying in their own areas but they have to make sure that they everyone knows that they care about the palestinians and that sort of thing you know yeah yeah i was thinking that you know yeah the 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 problem the problem is that, that like uh sorry i think i lost my thread there um but yeah when it comes to the jews that was it when it comes to the the jews right um i've been you know i i don't know how can i say uh, how do you single out the Jews? So, they, they, there are so many different types of Jew, right? You've got your, um, you know, your orthodox, your very orthodox Jews with the curly sideburns who wear the, the hats and that, who you see, like, you know, the, the most orthodox and most Jewish looking. They're kind of a sect of their own. Their book is the Torah. They're not Zionists. They are of the opinion, right, that it, it, by divine order, God said that, that, um, that the Jews cannot form a country. Then you've got the Zionists, the ones who are pro-Israel, and they are different. I think they're the skullcap-wearing Jews, aren't they? Right. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, you've got a lot of different opinions about whether Israel is a good idea or a bad idea, depending on what sect of Judaism you go from, which um, book they use. Is it the Old Testament Bible? Is it the Torah? You've also got the thing that, like, um, one thing that does put the Jews on a back foot is the fact that if you get all the different... The race and IQ is a very, very controversial topic, right? But the when it comes to whatever demographic, the, the group that they refer to as the Ashkenazi Jews are known to have the highest average IQ of any group of people on earth, right? 15 points higher than Anglo-Saxons on average, right? Which kind of means that there's a disproportionate amount of Jews at the top of the upper echelons with the highest qualifications earning the most amount of money. The second highest group of people are kind of like oriental Asians, um chinese and japanese people right? so you've got iqs about 105 106 or whatever so there's um a lot of uh you know there's a lot of jews who are doing very well a lot of asians and also of course there's white people who are doing very well who are getting all the flack at the moment because they were the most recent people to own the world uh so there's that but again um you know if as, as a result of that it does seem to make sense to me that the most successful groups of people in the world, whoever they are, in terms of whatever um, they've achieved, will have a lot of resentment. And then, of course, as a, as a backlash against that resentment, there will be a lot of people who will become anti them. And I kind of think that the, the, this is why there's anti-Semitism, you know? I mean, it's like uh, a good example is that, like, you know that Olympics, I think the first te televised Olympics, the one with Adolf Hitler, you, you know, you remember that one, right? In the Berlin uh, Olympic Games. The, the black runner, Jesse Owens, won, right? Uh, Hitler wasn't very happy with that, so he disqualified him because how dare the how dare the black man run faster than the master race, right? He had that kind of view about, about the Aryans, right? That how dare anyone else outpace the, the Aryans, but the black man could run faster, right? Likewise, your average Jew had a higher IQ than the Aryans too. Mm -hmm. so, so there's this kind of resentment politics towards demographics. Likewise, what's happening now is that now is being aimed at the British Empire um, and they're blaming it on slave owners. They're completely ignoring the fact that Britain actually brought an end to the slave trade, right? And were the only culture and the only empire ever to do so, right? And um, so these are the problems. And now uh, because, of, because of all this and because of woke and because of fundamentalism, and the whole far left thing and because of the what i think of the the cancerous metastasis of all of this we've now got problems with um israel and palestine causing a holy war between jews and muslims here in england where you've got you know muslims driving cars with palestinian flags through golders green and hendon and jews in london scared to wear their skull caps and scared to have their star of david on them and stuff like that mm. and yeah, I'm sorry if I've gone off on a bit of a tangent trying no, to no, describe a big problem, but it's, but yeah, I mean, it's like we are going through some very strange holy war. It's like Cold War Two is leading into World War Three at the moment. Mm. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting because um, 20 years ago, when the internet was in its infancy. Uh, yeah. We would have hoped that it would have allowed, as it developed, scope for a broad spectrum of ideas and there would be tolerance and greater understanding. And whilst I'm sure that might be going on somewhere under the radar, um, it doesn't appear to be at the moment. And that, like you say, um, that is a great concern, isn't it, really? Yeah. 
No, it is. It's terrible. I mean, I'm just looking around and thinking, what the hell is going on? And, mm. you know, and the way the fact that it is, uh, you know, why is it descending like on the English speaking world like this? This is another thing. What the hell is going on? Because the English speaking world, America, Britain, and uh, etc., seem to be suffering this more than anyone else. Mm. You know, losing the freedom of speech. Um, all the, uh, like I can say, all the ethnic groups that have come here have uh it's not so much it's so hard to even talk about this isn't it i mean you know my disclaimer is i am one of the flipping ethnic minorities myself i'm irish right my parents came here i'm part of the no irish no blacks no dogs tribe right so you know there's yeah. that but that you know and then of course when i was a kid there, there, there was the ira and i was getting called all sorts of racist names because with it on the ira bombs were going off my my nickname at school during 1983 was bomb right? right so you know this is the thing so that that was part of the problem so i know what it's like to be if you like the muslims and the palestinians i can kind of see what it's like to to be in their shoes mm. but i also think that you know we've got to watch because we we are now inheriting half the world's holy wars you know we're inheriting the holy wars of the middle east and i would even call the woke stuff which is coming from america a holy war from america you know, the internet seems to be dumping all this and it seems to be metastasizing. I mean, all right, maybe not just the English speaking world. France is um, suffering this quite badly too, in a lot of ways. Mm. But certainly the Western world is suffering this really badly. And I'm thinking, I just want to go and get away from it. I want to go where English is not the first language. I don't want to go where black people and white people are not the majority race. That's really what I want to do at this point in my life. <laughs> that, that's a, yeah, that's a good way to mix it up. So just to bring us our attention back to uh, the issue of the COVID jab, and um, we spoke uh, briefly about this idea of uh, a moral imperative, and uh, I've seen it being used by um, the health authorities, the government and the media in that um, they're trying to get across this idea that um, it's, our, uh, it's our moral duty, uh, actually, um, a relative of mine said that recently said and it's your moral duty to get the covid jab so um the government yeah and the health authorities and the media that's what they're trying to get out this this idea that those who've who've taken the jab that somehow they are yeah they they have some sort of higher status because they've made the right decision they are moral and that and that brings us back to this idea of the the refuseniks and um I just want to ask, how do you see this going? Do you think the government and the media are going to really turn their guns on the likes of myself? Is this just a short term thing to try and persuade people into taking the jab? Do you think this discrimination will intensify? Um, I think we're in a time now, we're in a, a time of peak sanctimony. You know, uh, if I was to use a Rod Little phrase, you know, he called this era of woke, he called it peak wank, right? <laughs> so, right, um, but it turned out, no, it wasn't peak wank. It was just the first, it was just kind of like the uh, the first wank peak before it goes into a bull market in the future, right? Um, I think we're in the similar thing with sanctimony. This is not, uh, this is nothing to do with morals. This is to do with sanctimoniousness, right? Um, and, and yeah, I, I think that, you know, 
um, yeah, I think they will. They'll they'll come across as moral arbiters and they'll carry on doing that. I think the best thing to do is just to tell them to shut up and bugger off and to shout it from the rooftop, shut up and bugger off. Um, you're the government. You're not supposed to be moral arbiters. How dare you? Shut your mouths. And I think that's the thing to do, to say at all costs, because um, we don't um, want governments to be our moral guardians. I mean, you know, what, what, what are governments there for? I mean, I, I don't know, right? You, they're there to maybe, you know, to protect us. I mean, right, fair enough. We kind of live in this world where the police and the army should have the monopoly on violence to prevent foreign invaders or to prevent like gangsters or stuff like that. That's one thing. Um, to help with things like uh, infrastructure, street lighting, schools, hospitals, and, you know, just basically get the infrastructure and foundational running of the country. That's another thing. For, um, you know, when it comes to diplomacy and meetings with other world leaders and promoting the interests of the UK abroad, and you know having conferences and summits with other you know foreign entities and stuff that's what they're there for they're not there for for moral reasons they're not there to dictate to us what's moral and what's immoral i mean you know i mean my god look at them i mean got boris johnson who can't even operate a hairbrush never mind the <laughs> country right we've got david cameron who's been getting into some dodgy sleazy dealings right um and then, of course, you've got all sorts of things. I mean, my God, you just go back in history and look at all. They, they, have, a, they have a history of being do as I say, don't do as I do. Rules for thee, not for me. They are the last people on earth who can preach what's moral and what's immoral. They, you know, it is absolutely laughable and completely a complete utter travesty and really offensive for them to even think of taking a stance like that. And if they if they say this to me, I will tell them to shut up and bugger off and just to get on with running the infrastructure and get off with just running the very foundational things when it comes to this country and butt out, you're not in a position to tell me what's moral and what's immoral, you bastards, I would say to them. And, yeah. and all the journalists and all their yes men and all their piss weak, you know, uh, legions of, of uh, you know, followers and sheep that they have, I would say the same thing to all of them. And if I was in a minority of one, and if I was ostracized from everything in this society, I would still stick by my guns. Honestly, think that I would rather be dead than have to be morally bankrupt while coming across as a moral arbiter. I'm sorry, I'm really on, off on one today. Wow, so it's, good, to it's, it's good to hear. Yeah, It sounds yeah. like you're probably leaving the country at the right time. <laughs> because uh, I think it's only going to get um, ramped up. And a few days ago, I had the misfortune of seeing Boris Johnson's sister, who allegedly is a journalist, allegedly and they sometimes um she appears on i think it's like either sky news where they review the newspapers sometimes i watch that for a bit of a laugh you know and she's basically saying uh, the refuseniks now we we no longer have any choice we're holding up progress and we literally have have no choice uh, 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 with regards to taking uh, the covid uh, jab and this is where it becomes for me um very very disturbing it's so disturbing because it is like uh, very much like Nazism and, and, and fascism when you no longer can make a, you know a decision uh, in terms of your own when you no longer have body autonomy or you're said to be selfish or immoral for choosing to uh, your own body uh, autonomy and that is very that's what it does really concern me because like you're saying Niall um, I don't want to have this battle. We're all dealing with our issues in life. I don't want to battle the NHS and the government. It's like, go away, go yeah. away. <laughs> well, it's, it's absolutely true. And, and, you know, I won't be drawn into this myself. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm only, right, I, I would have chosen either way. 
um, I'm pluralist in my attitude. It's only my circumstances that made me choose to, to take this vaccine. And I'm disgusted at the idea that they're using the word refusenik. Mm. I am absolutely disgusted at that. You know, that, that's, if they're using language like that, all they have to do is go and watch the film V for Vendetta, you know? Um, because it, it honestly feels like we're going into that world now. All right, maybe the, the dictatorship is coming a little bit more from the left than it is from the right, as depicted in that film. But the actual um, outcome, the, 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 the erosion of rights and the propaganda and the new dangerous inflammatory language that they are all using, you know, and and again, you know, what the hell is Boris Johnson's sister doing being a pundit on the telly? Is that nepotism? I mean, what the hell? She just happens to be a sister. You know, is that what she's riding on that? I mean, my God, just what the, just tell her, just tell her, just bugger off, go back to obscurity, you know? Um, and, and she's, and, and again, you know, using this language, we have no choice. Well, speak for your flipping self, I'd say to her, you know? You might think you have no choice, but don't use collectivist language in an individualist society, I would say to them, you know, because if you do that, then, you know, that to me that you, you cross a certain line, you know, anyone who remembers the Cold War, that's how it was here. That's how it should still be. And and it was like my namesake, Neil Ferguson or Niall Ferguson, I'm going to call him to not mix him up with the other one, Mr. Um, go off for polyamorous pants, pants down, Mr. Pants down. Yeah, I call him I call him um, polyamorous polyamorous shenanigans for me, lockdown for you. I call him right. Uh, so uh, yeah, but the other one, the, the the good one in America, the Scottish um, Neil Ferguson, he said that as a result of us getting rid of or winning the Cold War, that we have taken on the elements of communism in our culture. When we won against Adolf Hitler, we took on some of the elements of fascism. Once we stop having that common enemy and we become complacent we don't notice it growing in ourselves. And, and I think that he's, he was right about that. You know, mm, mm, I think it's sure. now we defeated communism with the cold war. We defeated fascism with Hitler. We don't have any discernible iron curtain anymore. And now we've invited China into the world trade organization. And now we're buying everything from them and we are scared to criticize them rather than have a, an iron curtain. I'm saying we're the free ones. They're not. Uh, and we're, we're in this strange situation where if there's a cold war between America and China, we don't actually know what's going on. They both seem to have elements of commie stuff about them now. Yeah. And uh, China's got elements of capitalism about it. America's got elements of communism about you. Couldn't make it up. And so we don't know. So we've all become infected with this stuff and, uh, you know, and they're using it like this. I just think it's really disgusting. I mean, as I said, game theory. Why is everyone forgotten? This is what they were talking about last year. There's only going to be 30% of the country are going to be so-called refuseniks. That's well within limitations, within the, the framework of workable game theory. We have got herd immunity. It's imminent now in this country. So, you know, this is the thing. Why is it that they're not talking about this anymore? Are they anti-science all of a sudden? Because that's what I'm getting from them, you know? I, I think it was actually announced, obviously, of course, it wasn't the news headlines, but even mm. some government scientists, I saw a newspaper article said a few months ago, we've now uh, reached a stage of herd immunity, but it was just kind of, you know, hushed, hushed up. But um, yeah, yeah it, it, it does bring to mind uh, the role of science in everything that's going on at the moment. I just want to uh, um, bring up, you were talking about collectivism, and I think... Um, 
the idea of collectivism and uh, the group mind or group think, <clears throat> I honestly don't think that this COVID event, shall we call it, wouldn't have had so much uh, pull on people, wouldn't have uh, scared people so much in this country 20 years ago. But I think because of um, collectivism and Marxist collective Marxist ideas being taught in schools and colleges um, so much in the last, say, generation, um, it's, it's gained a certain currency within society. Uh, mm -hmm. And this idea of seeing the government as, you know, mummy, mummy and daddy government as, as a protector, certainly a lot of the younger generation, that isn't, I don't think that wouldn't have flown so easily, as I say, a generation ago, uh, before collectivism overtook within educational institutions. So I think if you look through a uh, conspiracy lens for a moment, uh, the timing of the COVID events quite, I think the timing of it's perfect in that sort of collectivist agenda if that makes any sense yeah no I, I do i think this is a good example of a bunch of chancers and grifters out there thinking oh excellent a crisis let's not let this go to waste right especially like um you know a few years into the era of social justice warriors and woke um it's a perfect time to uh you know to do this and um you know um and also as well as that i mean it's not it's not in the realms of the conspiracy world it's it's mainstream knowledge now that the government um, have been using behavioural psychologists to nudge units for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, this is this is not tinfoil hat stuff anymore. This yeah. is known, and um, I tell you, I find that I find that to be like a, a real violation. And I'm looking at the government. And I'm thinking, if they if, if they're the state, if they're if they're the mummy and daddy, well, what are they? They are basically, as far as I'm concerned, mummy is. Um, uh, what is it? Is uh, got Stockholm syndrome and complex PTSD, and Daddy is a sociopath, a psychopath, and an alcoholic. That's basically what the state is to me. And yeah. um, you know, if it was possible, I don't know. I just, I just kind of think that like they've lost my respect, completely lost my respect. Who the hell do they think they are? They're not. You know, we're we're not their property. We're not um, some fungible commodity that they can just manipulate willy nilly. You know, again, one of the things that really disgusted me was I was listening to, well, talk radio again. I actually like talk radio. I mean, it kind of anchors me in that world between mm. the extremes of the Norman bridge, Bar the bridge. Yeah. 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 And Mike Graham had a guest on. I can't remember her name now. A woman who um, she was saying that she had two boys. Uh, one of her sons uh, has become mentally ill during the lockdown and started pulling his hair out as a form of self-harm. Mm. Right. So there's a lot of this stuff that's not been spoken about. There's a lot of uh, mental illness. And I also think as well as this that's going on right now is that this is one of the reasons why I'm keeping out of social media, um, this cult of orthodoxy that you're talking about. Mm. I think people don't probably are not aware of how much mental illness they may have accumulated along the lines themselves. I mean, I can't exclude myself from that. I feel OK, but you can never be <laughs> sure, too sure. Right. I have we become more mentally ill than we otherwise would have been. Now, I'd like to argue that I've got to a certain point of anti-fragility in my life and um, I'm benefiting from it. But if my circumstances were different, um, I probably would be going in the opposite direction and becoming more mentally ill, right? So we can't, we can't rule that out, you know, that maybe suicide, self-harm, um, other illnesses, of course, that can't get a hospital, stage three cancer, all sorts of things. And that, you know, there's going to have to be um, an inquiry. In fact, I think in every country in the world, there's going to have to be inquiries into this. 
and I dread to think the scandal that we're brewing now that's going to be that's going to be coming out over the next fifteen years. I, this is one of the reasons why I'm optimistic about the future because everyone thought the world was coming to an end when um, we had uh, Hitler, you know, during World War Two. Everyone thought we were all going to be dead in three minutes, right up to the end of the Cold War. Right? There's always um, a silver lining. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And I kind of think that the way what's going on this this sort of this bad aberrant behaviour, all dressed up as morality, you know, that's going on at the moment, is going to come out, and it's and they're all going to have their comeuppance one day. I'm sure of it. There's going to be inquiries, and you never know. There may even be Nuremberg-style trials as a result of this. Yeah, I I do. Sorry, I do. I do tend to agree that um, the scope of the levels of deception that we've seen with regards to the PCR test, uh, the um, effect of, um, like you were saying, Niall, the effect of lockdown on vulnerable groups. I think all of these truths um, are going to come out into the public over time. I think now that we are in this new uh, era of awakening, it is said new energetic shift on the planet. I think it, I think, yeah, I do think it, I think it's going to be different than say, previous inquiries hopefully like the Chilcot inquiry after the Iraq war where obviously when the establishment investigates the establishment we know what the outcome's going to be but uh, <laughs> I, I do I, I, I am hopeful uh, that mm. this time I mean there'll be an element of uh, whitewashing but I do think it, um, it could be different I don't think it could be different this time I hope so I'm just thinking also as well as that, I've got a great idea. I'd, I'd probably be wasting my money if I did that. But I'm thinking of buying myself a couple of CCTV cameras to put up in my house, right? And this is so that when I come back, um, I'm going to set up some cloud CCTV by my front door and by my back door, right? And then if the if the Gestapo come knock on the door, I'll ignore them, right? And then they'll assume I'm out and they'll send me a £10,000 fine. And then I'll take them to court and up with evidence that I was in when they when they knocked and that the fine is unlawful. Here's the evidence. And um, I, oh, I'm not obliged to answer my own. I'm not obliged to answer the door, though, am I? Right. I'll just say that uh, I, I'm half tempted to bloody do that, you know, and then and then, you know, I don't know. And then sue them. I really am. Just because uh, just because. Well, how can I say? I think it would be fun. You know, and I think that, like uh, as I say, I think a lot of people would actually find that that quite amusing that someone did that. Um, but at the same time, I think, well, you know, um, we can use their tools against them. Um, you know, we watch Big Brother back with Big Brother's tools. We can do that now. Absolutely. And uh, and I'm like that. I'm just thinking, well, I don't really want to fight. I'm not feeling belligerent. I'm not feeling like I want to get out there and be adversarial. But I am of the opinion that, like, um, you know, we are human beings with dignity. Our our lives have value, and we should be confident in ourselves, and we should not be fearful at the moment, mm. and we should be proud, and we should t- we should stand up, and we should speak out. But most importantly of all, we should we should be, what's the word, clear-headed and um, and as calm, um, you know, as we can possibly be, without without being kind of angry to the point of it bringing us into a, an irrational rage or whatever we have to we have to find a way to get through this and you know yeah so well 
before I just go off too much on one, that's basically that's basically that really. No, yeah. that was that was some very good actually some um, closing thoughts because it is as I was saying earlier, it's just too easy to fall into anger uh, mm. with regards to what's going on with COVID and other th- global events. And um, I know I have days when um, I just want to shout and shriek and. I get angry with people because they can't see my perspective. But I guess that is the test, though, isn't it? To to stay centered, to stay in your power, but by the same token, not to be weak and passive. And like with the with the Rona jab, um, mm. in my own instance, not feel that I have to defend myself with friends and family who have a different perspective, but just share my perspective and and say, and and that's what it is. Not not kind of. Um, kind of what's the word feel that uh i have to be in denial of my stance just sit there strongly and say well this is how i feel you know rather than having to feel that i have to defend myself kind of thing yeah but that's the thing i mean you know if anyone asks me right well no you got the vaccine what do you think of people who don't take the vaccine i just say to them well i'm just completely indifferent i don't care this is just it's not even worth me thinking or feeling anyway one way or the other it's uh it's an individual decision and then you know, and then, but then they might come across all, oh, but what about this? What about that? Well, I say, well, you know, that's, I'd probably say, well, that's a fallacy. That's a non-argument. You haven't researched that very well. You're not being very nuanced about this. It's, that's what I would say. And, and plus it's no skin off my nose one way or the other. Um, end of conversation. I'm indifferent. That's what I would say. And I think we should all be, you know, we should all be like that towards people who are attempting to play us off against each other. For sure. The one thing you might, I'm not sure if you've heard this uh, information doing the rounds in the conspiracy realm, but apparently um, people have been sticking or magnets. (laughs) Have you heard that one? Sticking to people's arms. So when you go to your local boozer uh, before you fly off from the UK, you might find some people trying to stick magnets where you've had the the jab. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why would they do that? What, yeah. what are they trying to find? Yeah, Why, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know what the science is behind that, but that's just some of some of the kind of crazy stuff that's yeah. going on out there. But how that how how that helps people who who think they might need to educate people to their point of view? How does putting stuff out there like that help? I mean, doesn't it? Isn't it like flat earther stuff? It just actually discredits uh, the the point they're trying to make. Surely. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was I was looking at the history of anti-vaxxers. You know the um the smallpox vaccine, uh, because that came. What happened was that uh, they discovered that people who worked with cows didn't get smallpox, uh, because the cowpox virus neutralised it, right? And then people were were um saying, right, well, um, don't take the vaccine. It will make you have floppy ears, and it will make you have a cow's nose, and you know they will make you take on the the qualities of of bovine physical qualities they were saying and it doesn't seem all that different from some of the bullshit that's going around now it's just uh updated for more technic for a more technological world but it's still the same level of stupid bollocks that would have been said back then and you know well there is no smallpox anymore and and again another thing i was looking at was the fact that all the childhood illnesses diphtheria scarlet fever polio they've all they were all eradicated through vaccines so so this is the thing i mean i i, I didn't choose to be anti-vax myself I, I remember all these people talking about it before and when yeah. i when i think back to all the alternative thinking or view conferences that i've been to 
or all the places online where, where people have been speaking about this, I've realized that left to my own independent devices to work stuff out for myself, it never occurred to me um, to, to think this way because I've never experienced any adverse side effects from any of this stuff. And most of the evidence that, or, you know, that I have um, or come across as a result of this, I've not experienced firsthand. It's only hearsay on my part. Mm. So I can't really, what to say, I can't really sort of put myself behind a cause with insufficient evidence, if mm. you like. Mm. But at the same time, um, I don't have any rules for other people. As I say, I, you know, it's your reality. You, you model it, not I won't. And so if, if more people could think like this, we wouldn't be in half the mess we're in right now. For sure. There'd certainly be a less tribalised world, which is, <clears throat> which is what we need more of. So we're just coming up to the uh, end of the hour here, Niall. So um, just to share with the audience, are you planning when you move abroad or when you travel abroad, are you going to be carrying on through an opaque lens? Are you going to take your camera out there and carry on videoing? Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I plan to do. That'd be um, cool. I don't know if I'll be able to um, do as many outdoor videos as, as I can now, because, you know, when you're in um, when you're in certain parts of the world, you have to be careful. You don't get your possessions nicked. But uh, mm. I, I hope so. I, I hope to have coconut trees or was it? Uh, banana trees in the background and if i can't go out into any areas of countryside or whatever i still plan to be somewhere where it looks tropical and exotic yeah i want to carry on doing it if i can cool. and um i think also that as i won't be here anymore i'll be somewhere else in the world it'd be nice to the, the whole mindset will change and morph with that as well um because i think that you know sometimes you know you know how it is that we can get too western centric can't we when we in our thinking and uh the internet is a big place so a big place with small minds <laughs> That's yeah. So, yeah. yeah and, and it, yeah it is particularly easy um during lockdown when we're confined more to our own homes and homesteads to that can in, in and of itself when you're not um out meeting new people and going to events our thinking yeah. can become more and more narrow-minded so yeah and they always say that travel expands the minds don't they so um yeah. yeah so watch this space basically we'll be all envious of you in your tropical climbs <laughs> yeah that's, i'm just hoping that i actually succeed to get out there you know you just don't yeah. know a bunch of muppets who run this country at the moment do you yeah so exactly. i'm hoping i actually succeed i mean i've got the i've got the tickets in the dates i don't want to confirm or announce them no the no, no but i have that now so i'm oh, hoping cool. So yeah. we'll watch for updates or updates on your channel, which we call, and your link to your channels in the description. So thank you so much, Niall, uh, oh, for, for joining uh, me today on Discerning Consciousness. It's been a, it's a real fab, yeah. interesting chat. I thought I'd um, have you on to, to share your perspective with regards to, to the jab, because it's always good to get um, a different uh, perspective rather than constantly pre preaching to the gallery, so to speak. So yeah, it's always, it. always it's always good to do that, you know. True. My, my, my final sentence to people would be, um, shut up about the conspiracies. If you want some evidence, <laughs> use me as a case study over the next two years, right? And then and shut up about all that Bill Gates bollocks. That's what I would say to people. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to use Eric Clapton because he'd come out and said, oh, apparently I agree. He said, oh, I regret having it now. But we're all going to use you, Niall. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not brave enough to follow through on principles, yes. perhaps. So, so thank you very much, Niall. Thank you.
Oh, 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 oh,